Visioneers and welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who not only survived the last recession, but thrive from it. And our guests this week, well, they are the cream of the restaurant business and they know how to move beyond profitability. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Visioneers and welcome to Small Business Celebration and our guest this week is Jessica Pounds, the owner of Moo Creamery. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Well, thank you. Thanks for being here. And for Visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? I am Jessica Pounds and I own Moo Creamery. One of the reasons we're here is in a fairly short amount of time, Moo Creamery has become a fixture of Bakersfield and Kern County. And one of the things I wanted to explore with you is because here we are in the age of COVID and, right. and restaurants have an unusual set of circumstances that they have to fill. And for visioners, you probably noticed that we're doing this interview while Moo Creamery is open and, and having business. And so <laughs> if you see people walking across in the background, you know, well, this is because this is an active business with active people. One of the things about Moo Creamery is you started this business at the height of the last recession back in 2008. First of all, why? <laughs> well, it wasn't really planned that way, but, um, you know, I was working down in L.A. and I was approached to look at some places to open up in Bakersfield. Um, one great thing about Bakersfield is, you know, it has a pretty, you know, firm economy with, right. you know, with agriculture. And uh, so when I was approached and started looking at places, um, no one else was opening at that time. So uh -huh. I figure, might as well do it. When sure. the economy is great, everyone wants to open business. Right. Um, and I've always kind of done things in an off fashion. So I figured, uh, why not? Why cows? <laughs> well, um, I've never had a real obsession or love for cows like some people may think. Uh -huh. um, I pretty much, I loved burgers and I loved ice cream. So the initial concept that I kind of created the business plan off of was burgers, ice cream, and beer. Um, burgers obviously focus on beef. Ice cream focuses on dairy, both come from a cow. Um, as I was kind of jotting up, you know, ideas when I worked in LA, a 17-year-old employee who was taking graphic design classes at her high school came up with the Moo logo, and I said, I have no design ability, so I said, <laughs> okay, perfect, that's it, and we still have the same logo now, so Moo kind of stuck. One of the other key components to Moo Creamery is you are you were not a restaurateur prior to Moo Creamery. In fact, your background is in accounting and economics. What got you into the into the restaurant business? 
Well, I was, when I was going to college, I worked at a restaurant in Century City, Beverly Hills area. It was a little place called Clementine. Uh, when I first started, when I was 19, there were, I think, probably six employees at the restaurant. The owner had opened a year prior. And I worked there when, you know, then when I graduated, the owner offered me a full-time job. And I had a debate between uh, accounting or the food business. Money is obviously better in accounting. <laughs> Hours are longer in the food business. On paper, it seems like accounting would be a no-brainer, but I was addicted to the restaurant business and I was addicted to the people in it, the vendors, the staff, the customers, um, the go, go, go. I just, I couldn't get enough of it. And so I went uh, that direction and then kind of just worked myself up from being a counter server, so. One of the other things that's unique about Moo Creamery is it has a different kind of a vibe. You went into this business as a business. You didn't go into it as a passing fancy or as a hobby. You, you came into this with a P&L, a balance sheet in mind. With the recession that you opened in 2008, and we're in a recession now yeah. with COVID, what did you learn from opening this restaurant in 2008 that you're applying to the recession we're in now? Uh, I learned that people do notice hard work. Bakersfield is a very, very uh, supportive community when it comes to small business. And I think when I, I mean, when I opened in 2008, people were intrigued about what we were doing. We were very unique at that point. People were, you know, said how weird we were. What is Spanish chorizo, you're putting <laughs> dates on a burger, right? Uh, you know, what, what are you doing here, you know? Wh why don't you have Coors Light and <laughs> I want the regular burger? Um, so people didn't really understand what we were doing, but they kept coming. So right. we've, we've gotten support from the beginning. Um, and I think, you know, when they see you putting your heart and soul into it, I think that customers recognize that and customers want to come back to support you. One of the things that you brought up is very important and is part of your long-term long success that you've had and especially in this recession is you differentiated yourself from everybody else in town. And when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about how she differentiated herself and the restaurant and why it continues to be a success. And if Visionary Nation wanted to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, well, our website is www.moocreamery.com. Our email address is info, I-N-F-O, at moocreamery.com. My personal email address is jessica at moocreamery.com. And our phone number is 661. 861-1130. What was that number again? 661-861-1130. Sounds good. And remember to go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and we'll be right back. In times like these, the sharp business owner knows that now is the time to invest in undervalued businesses to move their financial future forward. But how do you find the right business? How do you arrange financing? 
how do you analyze the prospective business financials and industry information to make the right decision? Do what the proud owners of the Tire Man have done. Turn to Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield ca and buy the undervalued business to move your financial future forward. Call Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca today. We're here with Jessica Pounds, the owner of Moo Creamery, and we've got a question that's come in from Visioner Nation. And if you have a question that you like our guests to be asked, you can go ahead and reach us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Leave your question, and who knows, your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. And Visioner Heidi asks, how do you create a team experience? What strategies do you use to get everyone on the same page and towards the same goal? Well, I think that's a very good question. <laughs> and for restaurants in particular, one thing I love about the restaurant business mm -hmm. is you're getting employees from all different walks of life. Uh, you're getting, you know, high schoolers that want to come work here part-time. You're getting people that just came to the U.S. and are trying to find an entry-level job. You're getting people who want to be chefs and use this as a career. Um, and it's, it's a very unique uh, type of, you know, industry. Right. Um, but the great thing, I think, for me, the best thing is, you know, you are, it, it starts from the top. So you have to set a good example. I know my staff knows, you know, I always preach customer service. It's, it's every position in here is a customer service job, whether that's the dishwasher or whether that's the actual server. Right. The customers have to have clean dishes. Therefore, it's a cut, you know, everything is for the customer. The customer is our ultimate boss. I'm right. not, I'm not their boss. The right. customers are. Sure. Because sure. me, myself, I'm not making the money. The customers are paying right. for me to distribute. Right. So I'm just kind of the middleman. Um, but I think to get everyone on the same page, you have to keep it things interesting. So, oh, okay. How, how do you um, keep things interesting? I mean, we're always having different specials. I'm always in the kitchen asking the staff. Do you have any ideas? Let's have a competition. Let you know every cook come up with a special, and we'll see which special sells the most, and the winner gets a you know a hundred dollar gift card to another local restaurant. So. That is a brilliant idea. That is great because people thrive on competition. <laughs> they do, and, and you're allowing people to be creative and have actual input into the business. Yeah. So, and a lot of the, you know, what people come up with, staff lunches, things like that, um, then they're like, oh, you got to try this. So we always encourage people to be creative. I always ask for people's advice when, you know, creating menus, creating, what, or whether it's creating a closing checklist, you know. I feel like if they have input into it, then they're more invested into the business in order to you know to train new people and to kind of keep everyone you know keep everyone on the same page so. part of developing this and this employee engagement that you have is also how you as you just mentioned put the checklist together 
you put the systems together for the restaurant. Give us an example of how you have gotten the input from your employees to put their checklist together and how to develop systems that they can effectively use. Yeah, well, I mean, we have, you know, restaurants are all about checklists and <laughs> we have a lot of different, uh, you know, aspects of this business, whether it's, you know, our full liquor bar now, our deli salads, our ice cream bar, things like that. So the staff knows where, you know, when they do their checklist every night, if anything kind of pops up or if the openers, if they notice that something wasn't done, maybe closing the night before, then they, I have a whiteboard on my office door, any sort of notes they can put there, they all, you know, or they just leave paper notes or come tell me. And so we're, it's a just constant adjustment. And that's the restaurant business, especially this year. <laughs> Everything is a constant adjustment. I have five pages of additional COVID uh, closing checklists. So, right. you know, making sure the outdoor tents are folded and cleaned down and, everything like that. So it's been an interesting year and, um, you know, but you just have to roll with the punches, I guess. <laughs> and one of the things that you're able to do with these checklists is, well, true to form, you're starting or thinking about opening another restaurant and we're in a recession. I, I think there's a pattern going on here. <laughs> I opened one restaurant during a recession. I think I'll do another. Are you it's any sort of downtime and my head goes a little crazy, I guess. There's not, there's not as much catering right now. So, right. you know, without the catering uh, sales, I always try to think of uh, other ways to, to grow. So. And the way to grow is in opening another restaurant. And how are you going to take these systems that your employees have very deftly put together into the new restaurant? Um, I think one thing is just kind of, you know, you've, you've learned, you learn a lot and there's a lot of mistakes along the way and you can kind of transform that into what makes, what makes the staff thrive, right. you know, what gets people excited. Um, one reason I would love to do a Mexican restaurant right. is that I learned about Mexico through the kitchen staff, right. you know, through their, you know, kind of Latin American culture and how amazing it is. And, you know, I mean, how much, you know, work and time and unique ingredients and how much love they have for food. Um, it's pretty inspiring. So they're definitely, you know, America has kind of grown to be a open a bag of frozen food and throw it in the fryer or throw it in the, you know, it's all about convenience and quick and things like that. Whereas, sure. you know, the culture of many other countries is it's the food is a labor of love and people right. spend all day in the kitchen, you know, creating a dish for their family to eat. Um, so I, you know, want to bring that, I want to bring that kind of Mexican culture to Bakersfield. Um, it's not just rice and beans and right. two tacos. Um, there's a lot more to it. And you know, I think that would be a, I think the staff, anytime we've done Mexican specials, they have been very inspired and, you know, very intrigued and want to know the history. And um, so it's pretty fun to see. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about not just the impetus for Moo Creamery, but we're also going to talk about something that's very unique and passionate that Jessica has with this restaurant when we come right back. 
Can you believe our 100th episode is right around the corner? Neither can I, but who would you like to see as our guest here on Small Business Celebration's 100th episode? Well, if you've got a thought, leave their name in the comment section below and your guest of your choice could be here on Small Business Celebration for our 100th episode. So leave your thoughts in the comment section below and who knows, your guest could be our guest here on Small Business Celebration's 100th episode. We're here with Jessica Pounds, the owner of Moo Creamery, and you are a sports nut. Yeah, a little bit. I love sports since from the time I can remember. I stayed up watching every Laker game at night, watching uh, Chick Hearn as the announcer and right. Magic Johnson. And uh, then as far as NFL goes, I was a Tennessee Titans fan. Uh -huh. um, well, it started back when I, they were the Houston Oilers. That was something I was going to ask you, is why the Houston Oilers and now Tennessee Titans? So Houston Oilers, when I, I did fantasy football from the time I, I was, it, my dad was in fantasy football, and I would tag along when I was six years old, and I would try to look, you know, that was before the internet. So right. you'd have to get uh, all the magazines and Cliff Sharpentier's books and look up data and I would create, you know, as many <laughs> spreadsheets as I could, and you know, I, I loved the data part of it, sure. and I loved the draft and keeping up with the stats. Um, and uh, the Houston Oilers at that time had the run and shoot offense. Uh, no one has that anymore, but they always had four wide receivers, and they scored a lot of points. There you so go. So when you're a kid. That's you exciting. Like, you like to see touchdowns. <laughs> um, Jerry Glanville was the coach. He was always kind of a rebellious, a rebellious coach. He came in with a motorcycle and a cowboy hat. Uh, so I, my family were Rams fans, and I was a Houston Oilers fan um, because of Jerry Glanville and the run and shoot offense. One of the other things too about the Houston Oilers during that period. And part of the reason they won so well is they're a very well-conditioned team. And that was one of the things that made them successful, where Warren Moon was able to throw those long bombs just time and time again. That's something that stuck out through your career in sports, too, is endurance and keeping up and keeping up and keeping going. How have you been able to translate that into what you do here at Moo Kramer? I think it's just you just got to keep going, and you have to... You know, I talk to myself a lot when you're going to have rough moments and you just got to talk to yourself. And I think in sports, you see that all the time. You see guys on the bench with head down talking to themselves. They get back on the field and they're ready to go. And you just kind of, everyone has their different thing. People have good days, bad days. But guess what? If you're an NFL player and it's a Sunday and you're having a bad day, it doesn't matter. Mm. You got to get on the field and you have a whole team depending on you. And that's how I feel. There's no good days and bad days when it comes to work. I have a staff that depends on me, and I try to encourage the staff the same way. Not, you know, we all have personal problems. Life is hard. Life is very hard. But use work as kind of a kind of therapy. We have each other. We're here. We don't have to focus on life for a little bit while we're at work. And, you know, lean on each other and work as a team and um, you know it doesn't matter teams that have the best players aren't always the best teams right it's teams that have the best teamwork are the best teams so my favorite player in basketball was always Magic Johnson 
um, and he still is an inspiration. He's not the fastest, not the best shooter. Um, you know, he's six foot nine. He could play point guard or center. Not that he was the most skilled. He knew the game. He always knew where his teammates were, and he. Well, he was a, the ultimate team player. He didn't care about his statistics. He cared about winning. Um, so I encourage that. So I use a lot of, you know, talking to staff. They can relate to sports mm. a lot. Most people have played a sport, well, you know, at some point. Right. I always wanted to be athletic, but I just wasn't born with it. <laughs> um, so instead, I, I watch sports a lot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's so much to learn from sports, especially when it comes to teamwork and just, you know, being the best you can be. I'm going to use one of your quotes that I think is absolutely choice. It says, do your thing. People are watching. First of all, where did this idea come from? And why is this uh, something that you repeat over and over and over again? Um, I just think we're in a time where, um, you know, people young people, nothing against the millennials, but <laughs> they kind of have this expectation of a participation ribbon, an award for just showing up. Right. Um, and I think that holds them back. And I think, you know, do your thing, be the best you can be. Even if someone doesn't give you an award right away, you will be rewarded long term because people are watching. Right. People are noticing things. And that's what happened to you here with Mukrimri. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was working down in LA and I loved I loved what I was doing. I worked my tail off and, right. um, you know, I treated the restaurants I worked at, you know, I treated them as my own. Right. Um, I didn't know anyone was watching, anything would come of it. Um, and then I was contacted, you know, by Greg Bynum and that the Bynum family. Um, and they contacted me, hey, are you interested in opening a place in Moo? We see what you've done. I mean, I noticed that they had kind of showed up in the restaurants when they would go, you know, that I worked at when they were passing through L.A., um, but I didn't think anything of it. And right. then they helped me, you know, find a location, which, uh, you know, there was going to be this great freeway that provided so much <laughs> access to it, ha-ha, um, until, you know, things shifted a little bit. But, right. um you know, they helped me build it out. They in 2008, it wasn't so easy to uh, get a bank loan. Right. Um, but I think um, with the Bynums, with my parents, other you know family friends or acquaintances, they saw the work I was doing in Los Angeles, and they, you know, they, you know, supported me and had my back through, you know, fighting for me to get a bank loan and offered as like guarantors for the loan I got. Now, earlier in our conversation, you mentioned that you were, you, your schooling is in economics and accounting. And in fact, your mother wanted you to be an accountant and she gave you a book that totally changed your view on everything from accounting. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> what was that book? Uh, yeah. So. Uh, when I was debating between accounting and the restaurant business, my mom gave me a Kitchen Confidential from Anthony Bourdain. I believe it was written in 2000. Um, anyway, so it's a very, you know, for those of you who are not familiar with Anthony Bourdain, he is very direct to the point. He does not sugarcoat anything and he tells <laughs> it how it is. And so it's all about the kitchen life of 
it's hot, it's long hours, you're sweating, you're yelling. You're, <laughs> it's you a know, dream. It's a constant, yeah, exactly. Well, I think that, yeah, she thought I was, it was going to scare me away. And instead, it made me want it even more. I'm like, this sounds great. I love the thrill of it. I love the challenge of it. Um, so it didn't go as she had initially hoped, but I think now she will, uh, I think she's pretty happy with uh, what direction I went. So. What is one thing that visioneers could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? All right, well, one thing I recommend, I opened Moo when I was 26, and I trusted everyone. I trusted every <laughs> vendor that walked through the door, everyone that wanted me to sign something. I thought everyone had my back. Not the case. Read <laughs> the fine print. The contracts, those 25-page contracts that you think, okay, yeah, I'm just going to sign. This stuff isn't important. It's very, very important. So, uh, yeah, read the fine print. Uh, when you need to, you know, don't feel like you have to sign on the dotted line out of, you know, a sense of urgency. Tell people, I'll, I'll sign that, I'll get back to you. And if they demand you to sign it right now, that's a huge red flag. Run the other <laughs> way and say, give them your business card. <laughs> well, speaking of business cards, if visioners want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Our website is moocreamery.com. Uh, email address is info at moocreamery.com or my personal one, jessica at moocreamery.com. I would love to hear from anyone with any questions. Uh, the phone number here is 661-861-1130. And remember, visioneers, remember to like, subscribe, and notify. And Jessica, this has been a real pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you for being on Small Business Celebration. Thank you so much for coming by. In times like these, the sharp business owner knows that now is the time to invest in undervalued businesses to move their financial future forward. But how do you find the right business? How do you arrange financing? How do you analyze the prospective business financials and industry information to make the right decision? Do what the proud owners of the tire man have done. Turn to Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield CA and buy the undervalued business to move your financial future forward. Call Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca today. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world not as it is but as it could be and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer Tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today.
Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.